Is God good? If he is, why is there suffering and evil? Let's assume for the moment that God is all-powerful. This means that God can do anything that is logically possible. So he can create galaxies and subatomic particles and rainforests and you. But God cannot do what is logically impossible. He cannot make a square circle or a one-ended stick. So can God make a rock so big that he can't lift it? No. So what if when God created human beings, he wanted them to be free? Freedom's a good thing, but if humans are to be free, they cannot be forced to obey God. Because freedom without choice is like a square circle. It's a logical contradiction. No choice, no freedom. God didn't want robots. He wanted real people. The first humans endowed with the awesome power of free choice abused their freedom. The tragic consequences of their bad choice and our bad choices ripple across the world. God is responsible for the fact of freedom, but humans are responsible for their acts of freedom. But let's remember, we don't suffer alone. God will put an end to suffering and evil. And God became a man to suffer with us. God is good, and he wants real people like you to know him. But the free choice is yours. Yeah, we have a choice in life. We have, we have the freedom. I take that for granted so often, what, what that choice can mean for my life, for the people around me. Sometimes I think um, we, we diminish that, but not, not, not knowingly so, but just because the everyday tasks of life just suck the energy right out of us. And at the end of the day, we just want to be by ourselves. Uh, Stephen Covey wrote a book called The uh, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. I'm sure several of you read this. And he talks about these quadrants in people's lives. Uh, four quadrants. So there's the <clears throat> non-important, non-urgent, non-important, urgent, the important, urgent, and then the urgent, important. So you have non-important, non-urgent, and that typically is, uh, you know, playing Call of Duty or World of Warcraft, watching reruns of Friends or Grey's Anatomy, and you do the things over and over again. And those are good things, that, but that's really just fun. And then you have the uh, non-important but urgent, and that's what he calls crisis. And we, I, I see this in my life. I've seen this in so many people's lives. We, we run from crisis to crisis to crisis to crisis, and we're putting out all these fires. But when we look back, they're not really fires. There's just smoke. And then there's the important urgent, which all of us are uh, required to do to survive work. Got to get it done. Close the deal. Got to get it done, right? You have no choice. You have to do it. And then the last quadrant is non-important, uh, but non-urgent. He thinks we neglect that area the most, and I think that's very true. The important, but non-urgent things. And basically, the question is, are you managing the present, or are you building a future? Are you only managing your present, or are you focused on, uh, on the future? The plans I have for you, says the Lord, to prosper you. Uh, but that's, it's a two-way street. We have to actually lean in that direction. And simple things, even for me, like going to the dentist or, or like uh, getting, <laughs> I haven't had an eye prescription, an eye test done in like six or seven years. And I know that's not good, but it's not urgent. It's important, but it's not urgent. 
and Mandy keeps insisting I go and go to see the doctor. So I'm going to do that soon, but I haven't crashed, so it's not urgent, right? So everything else floods my day except for that. But we have to choose. We have, we have a choice to make in Joshua 24, verse 15. He says this, if serving the Lord seems undesirable, then you choose for yourselves this day who you will serve. We have a choice. What are we doing with that choice? And I think living a life that is this full of meaning, that, that has the ability to impact not just yourself, not just your family, but people around you, you have to lean forward. You have to plan ahead. God has given us the ability to do that. Oftentimes, we just seem to forget. And, and I know when we talk about spirituality, sometimes it can seem so ethereal. Uh, the word ethereal is ethereal, but how do we get the, the elusive up there down to the nitty-gritty here? And I believe that's where we need to bridge the gap to start thinking more future-minded and living every day, realizing that your choices really matter. They really matter to God. A per, and a person's view of, of that will affect everything else you do. Everything. Your worldview will affect everything you do. Most of you know I grew up in New York, so my dad's a pastor there, uh, and he does a lot of missionary work. He's been a pastor since 1980, before I even existed. And, and in the past 15 years or so, his missionary work has really um, grown. So he travels a lot and set up schools and hospitals and missionary organizations. And, and um, Anyway, this one particular, I want to tell you a quick story. Uh, he was in India and teaching some of the leaders there uh, in the village about Jesus and his ministry. Now, as you know, India is Hindu. So obviously our views are <laughs> worlds apart, literally. Uh, and so one of the... One of the Guys, after my dad presented, said, um, you know, you guys, you Westerners, you Christians are, I know you're frustrated with us because um, we don't have the same gravity, the same weight, the same meaning of time as you do. We kind of show up late whenever we want to, or things like they fair, but I'll get it done now, I'll get it done later. Um, and he said, you know, the, re the reason for that is because we believe in reincarnation. So if they don't get it done in this life, they'll get it done in the next life doesn't matter, right? So they just move along casually, but us Westerners, us Christian people, as he said, uh, well, we're getting done now, 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 urgent, urgent, urgent. And the fact of the matter is he's actually completely right. That's what makes us different. That's what our faith is about. We have this set of 80 years to do whatever we can do, and the freedom of choice that we have to, to do. And, you know, I'm thinking if if he's right, uh, and we come back every life, we get reincarnated, we'd still get a ton more done than they would, right? <laughs> so it's kind of a win-win. But if he's wrong, then he was too late, and, and he couldn't come back to finish the job. What if he comes back as a spider? And then all he does is eat flies. And he doesn't make a world, he doesn't do any, it's too late. <laughs> Uh, and so we have, we have this. In our life, our choices matter to God so much. And I think because perhaps we, you know, there's an afterlife. We believe in the afterlife. So um, maybe we think this is like warm-up or playtime for us and everything's kind of incidental because there's an afterlife. But that, I think that actually ends up diminishing how important our life right now is, how important our choices right now are. And you ever stop and realize that every, every answer, every question you've ever had, the answer to is in here. Like everything. Can you believe that? 
Um, and if history didn't matter, if our choices didn't matter, we w well, we wouldn't have history. We wouldn't have this book. If history didn't matter, you, you wouldn't be here right now. You'd make a choice to enter into a relationship with God, and the second you do, you're evaporated and you're up there with him in eternity. But that's not how it works, right? We're still here. So history matters a lot to God. And I'm not entirely sure why, but... Um, what you accomplish here on earth matters to God. What you do here on earth matters to God. Between your first and your, and your last breath, everything you do matters to God. Ecclesiastes 12, uh, it's Solomon. And, and he says, he's talking to, uh, he's reflecting on his life. Here's a guy who had, he asked for wisdom, God granted him wisdom. He had riches, everything that the world would consider a success. And at the end of it all, he says this, um, now all has been heard. Here's the conclusion of the matter. Fear God and keep his commandments. This is the whole duty of man. That's it. All the stuff, everything you get, it fades away. You have one life to get it right. One, one chance to get it right. Uh, one life to live fully. And, and however important eternity might be, which it, it, it very much is, it doesn't diminish the value of what we do here and now. Because one day we're going to be history. I'm going to be history. And if you didn't choose to write history with your choices, then you end up being just a um, whisper in the wind. And uh, my, my goal tonight is actually to make you anxious. I thought there's way too much effort put into these events, uh, into these meetings, to have you walk away and just go, it's all good. Great night, great songs, awesome. I, I want you to actually leave think, realizing that, hey, it's in my hands. I have the opportunity to do something. Um, and when I center myself on God and I choose, I plan, I look at the future, um, incredible, incredible things happen. Uh, so I think it's, it's great that we only have 80 years to live or 90 or 100 but we're, we, have you noticed our society is so focused on looking younger and, and, and you know, you're 50, but you dress like you're 20. Uh, why? why? We're hanging on to something that is inevitably going to end. And the beauty of it is that every second matters. You can't get yesterday back. I can't get Friday back. But the decisions and the memories I forged that night, well, they'll be remembered forever. So the, the gravity of our moments is, is so important. And tonight, I hope, I, I hope it just reminds you a little bit of, of how important you are and how God really relies on you and I to write the history, if it's here on the Central Coast, if it's in California, wherever it may be, wherever you end up going. And I want to encourage you to really take a step back, perhaps, and, and think about your, your life. Are you building a future or are you managing the present? What has God called you to do? Are you, are you actually leaning in that direction, or are you just walking around from day to day? Because we're not coming back as spiders. We're not reincarnated. <laughs> this is it. 80 years, and it's done. So can we pray together and, and, and invite Lord? Father, we, uh, we thank you for life. We thank you for the short time we have here. I pray that you would remind everyone here how, how incredibly important, incredibly valuable you are. Each of us are in your sight. Give us the strength, give us the courage to move 
past our fears, to move past the walls that we so often put up, the, the misconceptions we've made ourselves believe that we can't do certain things or we can't go certain places, we can't, we're not strong enough, we're not big enough. God, you are our God and you are more than capable. So we want to offer these moments to you, offer our lives to you, that you would come in and move us and nudge us or kick us if we need that, to move in the direction that you have called us to. Help us to make that choice, to take that step. And we love you. And speak to us in these silent moments.